1: Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Wednesday at Hale Varsity. City. We're powered by Cornhead Lager Chris Schmidt Elijah Herbal. It's your digesting signing day part two. The book is closed on 2024, and some final gets for the big red will. Highlight some of those fellas and hear from Matt Rule here this first segment. His presser got done about 30 minutes ago or so. Can dial us up and join us today on Hale Varsity at 489-1240 or 800-825-5865. Can watch the show, stream it on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Radio Twitter. Give that handle, a follow at HvarCity Radio. Can find Elijah at Herbal Essence and at Schmidt underscore radio for me. Can also follow us and find us along Facebook and different Twitter outlets and across the Hale Varsity Radio network. So we'll hear from Mike Babcock, get his take on some of the thoughts and things Rule touched on. In about 15 minutes or so, Connor Clark will join us from Evanston as he is on the call tonight with the student radio station KRNU, the Mighty 90.3, as uh, Connor will be uh, intimidating those around him with his deep and marble red voice. Uh, So, Connor will be on site for Nebraska Northwestern. Monster game tonight for both those programs. Uh, Part of the signing class is Camden Cook of course son of Baltimore Ravens punter and now special teams consultant with the Ravens. It is Super Bowl week uh, and Sam's got some bling with the Ravens about 10 years ago an incredible uh, 16 plus year career with the Ravens so we'll spend time with Sam Cook in our two. Evan Bland checks in with us at 525 his take on siding day. So Plenty of football, plenty of hoops, and we'll uh, tackle it all. Let's get the shout-outs going as we do our starting five, our first five in the stream. You want to hear your name or be a part of it, jump on, subscribe to Hale Varsity YouTube, and uh, be a part of our show each and every day that way. Also, with the weekend edition that tends to fluctuate, but we try to be up and rolling at 745 uh, every Saturday morning for you. So Anonymous checks in first. I should actually sign in once, so being first would mean something. Appreciate you, Anonymous. Brandon in at second. The artist formerly known as KG Kids for Life uh, checks in third. Matthew in at four. Jeff, tip your cap, you're five. Andrew uh, in at six. Patrick, seven. And Eric in at eight. We'll just round out our our, our first and second team. Not that I'm uh, placing any of you, but you have it too deep is what I'm getting at for 10, uh, starting five. Brennan from Black Hills is in along with Eric and Tuck. Roger just misses, but Roger, thank you. Dion checks in as well. So that's kind of a, a, a Micro Machines opening segment. Forgive my speed, but time is of the eff- essence, Elijah, because you've got... Some guys to highlight, man. Uh, big-time finish for Nebraska on this cycle uh, where you have uh, Keona White that made his announcement at 2.30. Uh, because of that timeline, the presser got moved from 11 to 3 o'clock today. Which Keona, uh, made things fun for us over the past hour which or so. Which is fine, dude. We, we just <laughs> got, got busy with the old edit machine. Uh, Keona's in. That is nice. Amari Saunders is, is uh, pretty big-time as well. Wisconsin kid uh, right and 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 that is good for Nebraska and you know another name to look at here for the big red um is somebody that, that they've touched on and there's so much to go through here um I, I look at Nebraska and they really do a good job homework wise of of fit right they go in they look at, at the kids competitive nature that's super important but they go and, and kind of circle and, and and target needs which is absolutely important here we'll get and, to some comments here on on glenn thomas some clarification here on sat and his role really it's it's the same as it's always been but but rule touches on a lot of things and one quick note correction on myself Said Amari Sanders from Wisconsin, kid.
0: Incorrect. I had that wrong. It's Camir, excuse me, Camir Prescott. Prescott Formerly committed to Wisconsin. He's a safety. Uh, That's a kid I really like. Uh, A big pickup on uh, for Nebraska on National Signing Day. It's it's his name along with Will Height that are the two that really stand out to me as being potential impact guys.
1: No, Prescott's a dude they really really liked. And uh, without further ado, let's hear from Matt Rule. He was asked about uh, Keona Will Height out of the gate. And uh, here's his take on, on Will Height and, and why you, you make room for a guy like Will Height.
2: You know, he's a unique situation in that he was going to Washington. You know, obviously college football's been turned on its head um, since uh, Coach Saban left and all the after effects. And so um, it was back on the market. Great job by Terrence Knighton. Great job by Tony White. They had a, you know, Terrence had a relationship with Keona and his family Um they were interested they came to visit had a great visit um even thursday night i thought he wasn't coming you know i thought he was going to go somewhere else but tony and uh, terrence uh, really did a great job down the stretch and he's exactly the type of person we're looking for you know on the football field he's big strong athletic physical he's going to be a huge man with great athleticism uh, off the field great family great character um he's going to be a great fit for our guys so it was uh, great to get him today. That's why we moved the press conference till to now, because he was going to announce at 2.30. So I hate messing with your guys' schedules, but that's why. So It's
1: all about us, Coach. <laughs> you move that thing to Sunday at noon, if you want, if you're getting a, a, a 6'5 dude off the edge. So uh, the guy we also circled here, uh, Camille Prescott, uh, Rule asked about Prescott and his addition. Give me two seconds. Okay.
2: Kamir is someone we targeted early. You know, we visited him, you know, early on. Uh, tremendous uh, person, first of all. Loves the game. Tough, physical, can run. We think he'll be a ball hawk. Um, you know, was headed to another school. And um, for one reason or another, you know, that, that didn't work out. And he was on the market. Uh, Coop stayed in touch with him. And, um, you know, I think he has a lot of confidence and trust in us as people that we're going to do what we say we're going to do. And uh I think we had a really good player in on that one
1: and more from Rule here on, on and listen as a Nebraska fan, depending on your age, what do you know about the black shirts? What do you know about Nebraska football? from the time I kind of grew up watching this team it was it was the Sandman it was Broderick Thomas, it was Mike Kroll, it was Neil Smith, it was Danny noonan it was Wistrom, who we were just lucky enough to talk with yesterday, it was Steve Warren, it was Bad Mother Rucker, it was the Peter boys, it was somebody getting their head crushed on third down and eight with four men or maybe a zone blitz. They were dead. (laughs) If you were a quarterback and it was third and eight, you were a dead man because Nebraska could get after the quarterback coupled with really good man coverage, the Tyrone Williams and Baron Miles of the world. Uh, You fast forward to the Jay Moore era. Moore and Carrick are off the edge, killing people. They led the nation in sacks. That's what Nebraska's got to get back to. And they had some really nice, young infusion of guys getting after the quarterback. You saw some pop plays. And they have a collection of guys that are problems. And you have to go back to Kaz's defensive line in 2013 and 2014 to the last time you had dudes like a Vincent um and and uh, randy gregory of course and malik Mm. i mean those dudes not only stopped the run but they they were great they were they were third down assassins and i love nebraska's attitude about not just kind of standing pat with the pass rushers they've got they're going to keep getting the guys that came in and kind of wowed as freshmen to get them to a different level as uh, sophomores. But uh, Rule talks about here, cut three, they're not going to say no to pass rushers. The, the whole premise of competition is key. You keep adding talent, but more pass rushers, the better. And, and, and fresh pass rushers is a real big thing.
2: I think that we're always, I don't pay a lot of attention to, a lot of coaches look at like, hey, we need four of these, we need three of these. I don't, I've never thought that way. I always look for people i think can make a difference and i always look for big people you know i'm always looking for uh o lineman and d lineman and i don't care how many we have if we have too many then it'll it'll, it'll sort itself out so um kiona uh i just think you know when you're that big and that athletic it's you know it's a no-brainer jordan you know marcus and keith williams keith is uh you know done a great job for us in personnel they had been talking with Jordan. I went out recruiting with uh, Sat. You know, he had me up at 5 o'clock. I went out to see a workout. Had a chance to meet Jordan, talk to him. And this is a guy that had, a, you know, Pac 12 offers. He had Mountain West offers. He has a love for Nebraska and uh, wants to come here and, and play at this level. And so, I, I, you know, unbelievable opportunity. But to your point, I think we have a lot of great pass rushers coming back. Um, but we're always, if, if, if you can rush the passer, or you can take the ball away, we're always going to take a shot on you. So I'm always looking for guys in those positions.
1: Hey, amen. And you know what? Nebraska is trying to be uh, a a upper echelon, get after the quarterback. Michigan was fabulous. Ohio State has put a lot of guys into the league. Uh, and you look at the San Francisco 49ers. And the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs, but I was going with the, the depth that San Francisco has, the collection of all-stars off the edge that they uh, they are going to try and, but, and be problems with on Sunday.
0: I think it's a great example just to look at the Super Bowl and see both of these teams have pass rushes. Look at Chris <laughs> Jones, what he's done for the he's Chiefs awesome. this year. Loftus has been mm-hmm. pretty good for the Chiefs this year as well. The 49ers, they use their pass rush to help them get to the Super Bowl. It's one of those things that you just have to have in football with the, the direction football is moving. Everyone wanted to, to, to throw the ball around, air it out. I know it's a little less so in the Big Ten, but it's still there. The the great trump card that you have, as we kind of talked about with, with Grant Wistrom yesterday, is getting after the quarterback and making him uncomfortable. If you leave your cornerbacks on islands all game long, eventually uh, a team with a, a heartbeat of a passing attack is going to beat you. They're going to beat you deep. That is, unless you can get after their quarterback, make him uncomfortable, and instead of his first place, his eyes go as being downfield reading the defense and understanding where he's going to go with the ball. It's looking at that front four, front five, front six, the guys coming after him. That's the the great equalizer on on defense in order to slow down passing attacks because whenever you have these high-flying passing attacks, eventually they're going to get theirs. You saw it with Maryland uh, in that game last year with... Talia at the the last drive, finally getting his, finally getting some space, being able to air it out downfield. And what does Maryland do? They go kick a game-winning field goal? Well, Nebraska's great trump card equalizer to that would be getting after the passer, getting him to the ground, and not giving him time back there to go pick apart your defense.
1: Big time. First and foremost, stop the run. Uh, Let's talk Glenn Thomas. Here's Coach Rule on the Glenn Thomas edition.
2: Well, you know, I worked with Glenn. You know, Glenn was a difference maker for me at Temple. You You know, Sat was the O.C., um, really wanted to really wanted to get away from set coaching the quarterbacks and being the OC, and, you know, because we're we're not an air raid offense, right? So intimate knowledge and experience in the run game and the play action game is really important for us, and so. We hired Glenn there, and P.J. Walker took off under his tutelage, and then he called it for me the last year. And then we went to Baylor and and did a great job with the freshman and Charlie Brewer, and then had a chance to go call him himself, and he did that. I just trust him. You know what I mean? I know that the quarterback's going to be well-coached. I know I don't have to spend a lot of time worrying about those things. His assessment so far, you know, we'll start the cut-up process and all of that thus far. You know, um, this was in the works for many weeks before it happened. I just was obviously going to be respectful of the Steelers and Coach Tomlin, who I look up to, so... We were, you know, I had talked to him and he had watched us and. I asked him for some of his opinions on, you know, some of our guys, some of the portal guys, you know, hey, what do you think of this guy, We're the high school players? So in terms of a global, you know, deal, I think we all know we have to play better in a lot of areas on offense. Uh, the, the specific reasons for why, probably over the next couple of weeks as we get into it and we really sit down and watch it as a staff, uh, we'll have much better answers in terms of, hey, what can we do better here? What can we do better there? As of right now, it's been all kind of anecdotal, you know, hey, I see you guys change the split on this. Hey, why are we doing this now? So, um, but he's an excellent coach. Great family. His two sons are excellent. Excellent golfers. They're going to bring a lot to the, uh, the country club circuit here in Nebraska. So watch out. And um, But most importantly, I know this. The quarterback's going to be really well coached.
1: I need a dedicated guy to that spot. Do we have time for, for Sat, the, the the declaration of him as play caller? Absolutely. We don't. How about scholarship quarterbacks? Do we? Okay, we'll squeeze that in. Do you have enough scholarship quarterbacks? On the roster,
2: I've always had three. I've never really had four very many times. I'd love to have four. Let me just start there. But I also understand this. You know, last spring we had six and we had four four healthy. It's really hard to get the guys the reps that they need. So here's what I know. Heinrich needs reps to be the starting quarterback and win for us. Uh, Danny Kalin needs reps to be the starting quarterback and win for us. Dylan needs reps to be the starting quarterback and win for us. And they all deserve the right to go through that process. So this spring, I think having two, having three scholarship quarterbacks, is ideal in that those guys can get a ton of reps, right? They're not sharing, they're not getting three reps in a rack and giving it to somebody else. They need reps and they need to practice. Going into the season, I would have, I would love to have a fourth person, um, but that's kind of the state of college football now, right? Um, full disclosure, you know, um, we understand that if we, if someone gets hurt or something happens, I'm sure there'll be guys in the portal in May. If we have a scholarship slot, we can always do that. But we're kind of, you know, we're kind of going all in um, on these guys. And along the way, a lot of people ask me, why didn't you get a one-year player like I just and maybe it'll happen for somebody else I just don't know how we can win a championship starting a one-year player every year so if it's Heinrich then great he's got a couple years left if it's one of these young guys you know I'd rather them go out there <clears throat> if they're ready to play play and as the team matures they mature and eventually we have a championship caliber team but bringing a guy in for one year for me is not ideal we'll do it when we have to do it but it's just not ideal. So we have two young players. We have another guy that's in Heinrich that's one at a high level. I'm anxious to watch them battle it out in the spring.
1: Good stuff. That is sound logic. We'll get Mike Babcock's take here in a little bit. And I love what he said, going for a national championship. Yeah, championships aren't going to be the the, uh, the one-and-done type uh, type approach. at Quarterback, let's develop, let's get better. Babbers uh, on the way with some more football.